Welcome to another exciting message from Journey Church, meeting weekly in Northwest Calgary. At Journey Church, we're encountering God and embracing people. very aware at this time that, you know, people have all kinds of hurt and pain surrounded around Father's Day and dads and uh, perhaps in your own lives, maybe you've lost your dad or just your idea of what dad was and what dad really was in your life didn't measure up. And so we want to be aware of that and uh, just know that we're praying for you today. Um, it can be a, a tough day. And so we just want to be uh, very cognizant of the fact and just allow Holy Spirit to come and and, and make some, some, bring some healing to your life today. Is that okay? We're praying for you today. We love you. And thanks for being here today. And so I get to share with you this morning um, uh, a message from my heart. I believe uh, God wants to speak to us about today. And as we think about our dads and we think about um, this series that we've been in, uh, you know, I want us to think about this just for a moment. We think about the early days of our great nation of Canada. When we think about how this all came to be, I mean, we're very thankful for Canada. I'm thankful for the diversity. I'm thankful for, for what this nation represents and stands for. And uh, thankful for the Raptors who have won the NBA all, you know, just championship, all right, representing Canada well in our all across the world. I think about there are two types of people that kind of, we're at the very beginning, the forefront of our nation. There were the pioneers, and there were settlers. And the settler was the individual who brought order and stability and organized this land. And so maybe you may, you know, um, uh, think that you're that type of a person today. But pioneers were the type of people that were on the move. They were trekking uh, into new frontiers, exploring new territories, and finding new and beautiful, uh, you know, treasures and pleasures in our land. And when I think of pioneers, I, all kinds of names come to my mind, and I was thinking of, uh, you know, Henry Ford, and I think of, of what he uh, accomplished in giving us the Ford vehicles that you may be driving when he was creating his new car company, once described the type of employees that, that he wanted to hire and he was seeking. He said, I'm looking for people with an infinite capacity for not knowing what can't be done. Isn't that good? Not knowing what can't be done. Think about that just for a, sec a second. He, he basically stated that he was looking for people who were willing to go and try things that had never been done before. Kind of sounds familiar to me for all the Trekkies out there to boldly go where no man has ever been. Right? And this is the kind of pioneering spirit that Henry Ford walked with. And so we're in this series today, and we've been talking about this for some weeks now, in this series entitled More. 
more. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting when we talk about the Holy Spirit, when we actually start digging into the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit shows up in church? Isn't it amazing to, to you and I that when we start thinking and praying and believing, God will show up in the midst of his people? And so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we've been talking about all the ways in which the Holy Spirit empowers us. We talked about how in 1 Corinthians 14, that the gift of the Holy Spirit will help strengthen our own spirits. We talked about how we can rely on the Holy Spirit for the gift of prophecy. Last week, we talked about how the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be witnesses. Isn't this awesome? Like, it, you know, the Holy Spirit is here for us. Now, I know some of you here today are just kind of freaked out, going, what? I walked into a Pentecostal church. Wrong place. There's no chandelier here today. And I know some of you are thinking, we're ready to just jump on those chandeliers and go crazy. I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit is here and just hang on and see what God will do as we open our hearts to him and understand what he's all about. The Holy Spirit wants to give us the power to be witnesses. He wants us to go out into our city, go out in our communities, go out in our, in our workplaces and share the love of Jesus Christ with those around us. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I could do that on my own. But if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be equipped to do that kind of work. Because I'd give reasons why I couldn't. Today I want to talk about the fact that the Holy Spirit, he wants to bring us to a place of newness. He wants to bring us to a, to a place where we can experience new adventures. And this pioneering spirit, I believe, that he wants us to have in him. And as we look at scripture today, as we look at the Old Testament, just for a moment, and as we look at Isaiah in, in particular, Isaiah 42, verse 9, declares this, says this, that see, the, the former things have come to pass. So the things that, that uh, you know, we were praying for, believing for, have come to pass, in essence, is what he's saying here. And new things I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. This scripture is, is, is set in the context of the children of Israel being captive for many, many years. And in that captivity, and, and day after day, day after day, just kind of going through the mundane, going through the routine, being prisoners. It was the same old thing. And the prophet Isaiah shows up and says, hey, remember, everything might look the same now. Maybe it looks bleak. Maybe it looks difficult. I know things look terrible, but God, he is a God who keeps his promises. Come on, like that's so important for us to understand. He's going to show up and do something new that, that right now that you can't imagine or believe for. And the prophet says this here in this scripture to give us hope. And to reveal to the people that something about the character of God is going to be revealed here. 
that God is a God of newness. God is a God of doing something fresh and something new and bringing us hope. Isn't that good news today? When we look at the scripture, we, you know, this verse here, verse 9, there are two words that kind of pop up here, and the two words are spring forth. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they, what, spring forth, I tell you of them. The Hebrew words are a metaphor, referring to the springing up of plants, of their sending out shoots or buds or flowers. The phrase literally means before they begin to germinate, before there are any indications of life or growth in the plant, that God predicted the future events before there was anything. Let me give you a little bit of an example here. As an Italian, I really think of my grass on my front lawn as something to be valued. I don't know what it is. I think it was passed down from generation to generation. I asked my father, Dad, Dad what is it? Like, what, why do Italian people have to have such lovely grass? He's like, I don't know. It just has to look nice. And so I'm having an issue right now because my lawn has big old blotches on it. And I do not feel like a good Italian boy. There are spots on my grass. And so what I've learned in, in my good wife, she has, she's gone to the store. She's purchased grass seed mixed in with mulch and soil. I don't know what's in that box but I started putting that on the grass and started working over my lawn and, and I'm adding water to it and I'm praying and seeking the Lord. And I feel like the Lord's not answering my prayers right now. Ever feel like that? Like just like there's a wall. But I recognize that sometimes, you know, there are, there are patches in our lives where it just seems like what's going on? I want it all to be smooth. I want it all to work out. But I believe that the seeds that have been planted see where I'm going with this, are seeds of promise. I'm believing that they're going to start to germinate. Oh, man, it's painful because I want my grass to grow 30 days ago. But the seeds have been planted, and, and they're germinating, and the, the sun's coming, the rain's falling. i got to add water to it. i got to seek the Lord. i got to get on my knees and pray, Lord, please give me good Italian grass. And I haven't seen it yet, but it's coming. And there are seeds that you've deposited or you're planting today that you're praying for and you're asking God to show up in some way. That you're asking God, fulfill the dreams, fulfill the prophecies, fulfill the visions in my life in this one area. And God is going to begin to do it as he germinates through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is there an amen in the house for that? Now, let me just ask you this question. What is a pioneering spirit? If we're talking about this, like, what does that mean? To have a pioneering spirit. Well, in the book of Joel, in the Old Testament, the outpouring of the spirit is marked by, by dreams and visions. If you've been around the church for any period of time, you may have read this portion of scripture. If you're brand new, we welcome you today. We're so glad you're here. And the Bible says this from one of the prophets, Joel, 2 verse 28 says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men, yeah, 
They will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. Hey, that sounds neat, doesn't it? What does that mean? There's a promise here. There's a promise in our lives today. That a pioneering spirit is a, is a willingness to go where people haven't been reached. That's what a pioneering spirit is. There are no boundaries. It's in the word of God. That there are no boundaries with God's spirit. Maybe we were thinking, you know, there's some challenging times. I can't seem to, to get through in this area of my life. Or I can't seem to make it, you know, uh, to share my faith with others. I want to remind you of what the word of the Lord says. There's no boundaries. What's a pioneering spirit? A pioneering spirit is a willingness to do what has never been done. See, God wants to give you new ideas. He wants to give you new thoughts on how to maybe think through what you're going to do and achieve the things God wants you to achieve. That's in the prophesying. That's in the, your, 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 the dreams and the visions. What's a, what's a pioneering spirit? I believe it's a willingness, as the scripture teaches us here, to act in ways that are countercultural. You know, that's sometimes hard for us Canadians. We just want to go with the flow. We don't want to go upstream. We don't want to mess with, you know, the way things are and comfort. We want to go with the flow. But let, remind, let me remind you, a pioneering spirit is, is sometimes, often, countercultural. The Bible says, upon all people, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. That means, what does it mean? All people. Upon the believing Gentiles, upon the believing Jews, Jews in the former days, uh, th those gifts were only confined to a particular group of people. But now it's extended in the scripture, it's extended to those of all nations, all backgrounds, women and men, young and old. Isn't this good news today? God wants to pour his spirit among all people. I want to just say this today, that if you feel stuck in your life, in whatever area that you're struggling through, you're trying to just break into, break out of, whatever it might mean, feel like, if your relationship with Christ feels stale, if your life feels uh, or seems that it is without purpose, ask God. Ask God. God, to give you a pioneering spirit. Come on, like, you know, we can play the game over and over again. Come to church on Sunday. You know, do all the churchy, churchy things. You know, you know hang out with people. Be in small groups. Do your duty. Feel like, you're, you know, you're eating your vitamins. You're saying your prayers. You're doing all the right things, but you can still feel stuck. I want to encourage you today. Ask God, to give you this new pioneering spirit, because it's the Holy Spirit who sparks the imaginations of men and ignites a fire in your hearts. And let me say women, and let me say young children, let me say young, and let me say old. That's the Spirit of God living within you. It's the Holy Spirit that sets you apart. 
Come on, don't tell me the Holy Spirit isn't important in our lives. You know, you know it's interesting how our memory pl- replays our past. But our imagination and it's dreams and the visions and the things that God gives us really determines our future. Pioneers are the type of people that stretch the boundaries. They do new things. They extend horizons. They go into new places. They, they widen the parameters of the possible and, and explode the laws of the impossible. That's what pioneers do. Pioneers abandon the status quo, and they create a new normal. This is the way it's going to be. This is how we're, we're walking into new dimensions here. They penetrate the borders of small thinking. How many times have you caught yourself stuck in small thinking, just thinking of things in, in a smaller way? They have a fire in, our, in their hearts. Pioneers do. They think about the great things that God can do that, that's going to drive them and pursue what others think is unbelievable. Pioneers are the type of people that, that view giants as gra- grasshoppers. And they see grasshoppers as giants. They take risks and defy the odds. They go for broke and pursue their dreams. They just go for it. Because they know they're not doing it in their own strength, but they're doing it with the spirit behind them pursuing and and igniting their dreams. I get excited and fired up when I think about this whole pioneering spirit and what God wants to do in and through my life and those around us. And I think of this church and I think of how we can make such an impact in 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 our in our city, in our country, our nation, across the globe. I think of the possibilities, and this really fires me up. And it also, to be honest with you, it kind of tires me out. I sometimes get tired thinking about this. I think, what's, what's wrong with me? I'm, I'm the pastor of the church. I should get fired up about this, and I am. But I think what creeps into our thinking sometimes is, and the reason why we don't pioneer something is because of a few things. I want to just identify a few of them for you today. Take some notes if this helps you. But I think we think of our comfort, number one. It, it kind of holds us back. Man, if it's not comfortable for me, if it's not, it's all about me. Like, you know, we just, we kind of sing that song in our lives. It has to be about me. And if I have to get out of my way to, to reach into new realms of possibility, then I don't know. That's uncomfortable, and I don't want to go into a place of being uncomfortable. I think the reason why we don't want to pioneer at times is is we're resistant to change, right? We we like going the way we're going. We're humming at a a clip right now. Things are going good, and, and who wants to change just for the sake of changing? And who wants to change because something greater is on the horizon? I mean, you think, oh, man, this is tiring. Anytime there's change, it's difficult. It's hard to, to think through. I think sometimes we, we have a blockage in this idea of being a pioneer is because we have some bad thinking. You know, if, it's the if, then, and then, you know, when thinking. And I just think the enemy will come in 
And his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. His, I, his job is to, to change your thinking, to make you think of the, the worst possible scenario, why you can't do something, of why your visions, your dreams, and things God's planted in you can't be achieved. That's his job. And when we listen to him more and more and listen to that track in our lives, uh, you'll recognize very quickly that there's a wall and you stay still and you can't move and you wonder why you're not moving forward in life. And I think one of the other areas we need to think about today is why we don't want to pioneer and we often hit this wall in our lives. Is it just think, well, I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. I don't have the certificate on the wall that says, here's who I am. I don't know about you, but I have faced this thinking often, and sometimes more often than not. I'll tell you what I thought last week. I can't do this. I can't pastor these people. They're beautiful people. Why wouldn't I want to do this? But it's hard. It's difficult. Because there's all kinds of, of reasons the enemy wants to throw my way. And I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what issues you're going through. I can't do this. I can't seem to get to the next level. I can't seem to break through and do what I need to do. I'm telling you today, maybe it's some bad thinking. Maybe it's the enemy getting in there and stirring it up. I want you to be on your guard today. Let's be aware of this because we can't move forward if we're not aware of where we're, where we're stuck. We get, thing, we get stuck on the things of our past, our memories. Oh, because of this in my life, I can't move forward. What and who we are, the insecurities of our past come up, come right in your face. We've allowed bad thinking to creep into our reality. Let's remember who we are in Christ. I'm here to remind you today, just for a few more minutes, of who you are in Christ. And to help us with that, let's look at the book of, of Hebrews. Hebrews 12. If you have your Bibles, turn there today, because we believe that the Bible is our foundation of, of moving forward, our foundation. It is our, it is our life story. It guides us. It, it helps us to determine what our future looks like. And Hebrews 12 is, is beautiful because the writer of Hebrews' purpose was, was to encourage the Christians, was to encourage us to, to pursue in the face of opposition, to keep on going, to persevere, to just move forward. And, and I love how it's written in the message version, and I put that up on the screen for you. Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3 says this. Do you see what this means? I'm going to put all of this into perspective here. You see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed away, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Strip it down. Start running. Never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sin. Oh, my goodness. That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Everybody say that with me. Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Jesus did it. He's already done it. He's gone ahead of us. He's gone forward. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. Let me stop here just for a minute. Jesus could put up with anything along the way. 
He is our ultimate guide. He is our model of how to do this when it gets tough. Listen to what it says here. Anything along the way. The cross. He endured the cross, folks. He endured shame. Whatever. And now he's there at the place of honor right alongside God. Isn't that good news? Like Jesus did it. He showed us how to do it. He's done it. He's finished the race. He's right alongside God the Father. Let's go down to verse 12. So don't sit around on your hands. I love that visual. It's hard to do. That looks weird. <laughs> sit on your hands. Go ahead. Yeah, hard. Yeah. Don't sit on your hands. No more dragging your feet. Uh, clear the path for the long distance runners so no one will trip and fall. And so no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Help each other out and run for it. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. We are to wait with one another. Otherwise, we'll never get anywhere. Now, that's a little bit of spiritual encouragement today. Don't you think? That God's word would say that to us. You know, let's do this. Let's, let's, see what, let's see what God has in store for us. Let's participate in him. Let's, let's see what the adventure is that God has for us today. But let me ask you this. But why? Why? Why do we need to regain a pioneering spirit? I think there's a few things that we should take note of today. So maybe you're sitting there going, okay, really great, Pastor Dave. Wow, that's amazing. Pioneering spirit. Wow. But, but I get it. I get who it is. But. Man, you don't know me. Well, let me just encourage you today. Why, why do we need this? I think the, the fuel, first thing is this, the fuel of any movement is a pioneering spirit. If we're to be everything that God has called us to be, and maybe you're a, someone looking into church, you're looking into this whole faith thing, what is it these people are about? This is what it's about. It's about not just doing life for ourselves. It's not about just, you know, filling myself up and making myself feel good. It's about allowing God to do something through me that changes the world around me. The fuel of any movement is this pioneering spirit. No movement has started in the history and was sustained by, by people keeping the status quo. Come on, the truth is, if we just maintain what we're doing right now, we will die as a movement. When people just kind of sit around and have meetings after meetings after meetings, you know this in the business world, they don't just sit around and say, how do we just maintain what we're doing? It's always about adventure. It's always about doing something more. It's always about reaching new heights and, and changing the surroundings and changing the world around us. This does not mean that we change the message of Jesus Christ. The business we are in doesn't change, but the methods 
have to change. You know, I'm, when I think about this, it, it, it makes me sad to think about how I, oftentimes as Christians, we are we're following the trends. We follow the music. We follow, you know, behind what is, are the new music trends, what are the newest, coolest t-shirts and clothing lines, and, and how society moves forward, and we're, we're behind the, the age for some reason. What about Christians setting the trends? What about followers of Jesus Christ? Because Jesus was a trendsetter. He did things that people didn't approve of at first. And they realized, no, this guy is here to change the world. This guy has come to, to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Jesus came and changed uh, uh, not, not just one generation, but generations to follow. I serve Jesus today because of what he's done. And he's, he's set the trends. He's set the course for what it should look like. The Bible tells us that we need to have the mind of Christ. And so we need to ask him, God, what are the things you want me to be dreaming about, praying about, believing for? And that same spirit that rose, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit that dwells in us. Come on, church. We need to understand that. We need to walk in that. And I think for too many of us, we're just kind of like, what's, what's cool? What do, what do I just fit in? I just want to fit in. I don't want to stand out. Listen, don't stand out for yourself. But stand out for Jesus. Stand out for something that is bigger than yourself. God wants to use you in a way to be a pioneer, not just for yourself, but for others. Second thing I want you to catch today, that God has uniquely gifted you for a time like this. God has uniquely uniquely gifted you for a time like this. I look around the room, and there's lots of new faces and, and some familiar faces that I just think, wow, man, God has really uniquely gifted you. And I can't wait to see how God's gifted you because, man, he's got great things in store for his church and for his people. And how is he going to use you in the kingdom? And I love to see how God starts to shape us and, and do incredible things through us. He's uniquely gifted you today. Understand that. Come on, everybody say, I am gifted in Christ Jesus. That's right. It's time to believe it. It's time to, to walk like that. And say it until you believe it. And pray into it. And watch what God will do through you. Often what you perceive as weakness is the very thing that God uses. It's the foundation for how he can use you into the future. I mean, think about the scriptures. Think about in the Old Testament, Abraham. Abram, he's the father of many nations. But before he was the father of many nations, barren. Like, there's just no way you're having a child. Has God ever, have you ever felt like a wall like that in your life? I want you to know today that there's bigger, bigger, bigger things in store for you. Moses going to, to Pharaoh, let my people go. Here's a guy that was, uh, had a stuttering problem. How am I going to talk to this guy to let his people go? 
to let God's people go. I, 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 I can't even get it out. God does something miraculous through him. Paul, an evangelizer of the message of Jesus Christ. But before that, he was a, a murderer of those who were following Jesus Christ. I mean, God can take and turn you around. God can do something with your life and turn it for his glory. Is there an amen in the house today? Timothy, a young man, called to grow a movement that, that prized maturity and elders and, and called the goodness out of people. And so that's what Paul is talking about in the scriptures. When he said this in 2 Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 11, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the, the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Come on, church. We need to boast in the parts of us that are weak and feeble and, uh, and difficult because in those moments, that's where a miracle can take place of the Holy Spirit moving and working through you to become everything you've been called to become. God has uniquely gifted you for a time like this. The third thing I want to share with you is the world is counting on you. Oh, come on. Like, like no pressure today. But the world is counting on you. And I know some of you, because, you know, we're good Canadians. You know, it's, it's not up to me. It's up to the next person. The next individual to take it on. I, you know, I'll just wait in the back row. I don't want to be the first in line. I don't want to lead the pack. Just I want to see how things are going and then just kind of fit in, slide into the, the middle of the line. Let me remind you, this is not about you. Being a pioneer is not about you. I think we overthink this. And we scare ourselves out of the opportunities that God has for us. We often talk ourselves out of God's best for us. And we forget that we're here for more than ourselves. And that's what Paul's talking about here. Feeling persecuted, feeling like it's difficult, feeling like it's hard. That's normal. And that's why Paul reminds us that, that God is strong when you're weak. Come on. Feeling weak today? Feeling stuck today? Feeling like you can't seem to get out of your own way? Well, let's remind it who we are in him, that where we're weak, he's strong. When we, we can't figure it out, God's already figured it out. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. So how do we get it? How do we get this, this, this spirit, this, this pioneering spirit in our lives? How, how do we navigate through this whole idea here today? Three things I want to leave you with. We're going to pray for you this morning. First thing is this. We just need to get on with it. We need to get on with it. It's already been given to you. That kind of pioneering spirit has already been deposited into your bank account. It's a matter of you just 
taking a hold of it now, investing it. Make a commitment to, to hearing from God about what your next steps are. God, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're giving to me. But now I've got to actually hear your voice. I need to talk to you probably about this. Find out what you want me to do next. I need to take some time and, and maybe pray about this. Isn't that a great, grand idea? Maybe I need to fast about this. Maybe I need to put some other things aside and, and ask you, Lord, what do you have in store, for, not just for my life, but those around me? Actually explore some ideas that you've never let yourself explore. Second thing I think we need to get a hold of is this commitment, this, this discipline and training in our lives. You know, just stop feeling sorry for yourself. I got to talk to myself when I say this. I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself. Endure trials as discipline and training. How many of you here, just by a show of hands, be honest, have faced trials of a variety of things that have happened in your life? Can I see that hand? Every hand almost raised, except for the, the cool ones. You know who you are. We've all faced trials. We've all gone through hardships. And I think the thing is that we think we're so unique. Oh, God, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't. So don't look to me for your strength. God knows. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're faced with. He knows the trials that you've been stuck with. But I want you to catch this today. Think about it this way. The trials that you're faced with, it's not this idea that, you know, I'm just stuck in a no good season in my life. Think about it this way. These trials are really training ground for me. Are you hearing this today? The trials, the things that you're going through today are really just training ground, getting you ready for the next phase of what God wants to do in your life. So folks, if you're going through trials today, celebrate it because God is putting you through training because he's got something better on the other side. He's got purpose for you. He's got a fresh anointing on your life. He's got the ability to allow you to be the, to the spirit shakers in the world that you are called to be. God is just training you, getting you ready for the next season in your life. Is there an amen in the house today? Come on. Finally, remember who you are. I think sometimes we just forget. We are stuck with issues. We're stuck with all kinds of, of, of you know, difficulties that we're faced with. But let's review who we are in Christ Let's review the promises of God. Let's open up the scripture. Let's look at the promises, what God has set us up for, what he has for us, and remind ourselves who we are. Allow the scripture to, to renew your thinking, renew your mind. Take every thought captive in Jesus' name. Make it submit to his authority and his rule and reign in your life. Can we do that today? Can we just trust God? that he's going to begin to do us something new in this church, something new in your life, that a pioneering spirit would come forth from this house, not so that we don't become insulated, we don't have, you know, the, the perfect worship set, perfect lights and sound and 
programs for you and your family, but that we become a place that sees people, that sees brokenness, that includes all people, that is about every race, every background, every religion, every perspective, and say, come on, you're welcome here. This is a place for you. We're not here to judge you. We're here to allow the Holy Spirit speak to you and change your life. Can we stand to our feet all across this room? I want to pray for you today. I want to allow this word, not to be my words, but to be the Holy Spirit's word in your life. So the way we can do that is just call on Jesus today all across this room. I'm old school. I'd like to lift my hands when I pray. Would you lift your hands with me? It's just an act of surrender, saying, God, I can't do this life on my own. I need you. I surrender. I give up. I give up my control, and I give you control of my life. So all across this room, just agree in prayer with me if you believe it. God, you see every individual here, every person that's either calls you a friend of Jesus or is far from you today. God, I pray first for that individual who's far from you, that in these next few moments, they would come closer and surrender their lives to you. God, I pray for every individual that is, is pursuing you today, maybe is saying, I, I would like to know more about Jesus. I want to I get to know him like you talk about him. You have this relationship with Jesus. I want to know him too. And so I surrender, trying to be in control of my own life. And I ask you, Jesus, now to come in, take my life, use my life for your glory. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my past. Forgive me of the pain, the hurt, the sorrow, the things I've gone through. And I've used as a crutch for the reason why I can't go forward. God, I pray that you would forgive me of my sin today and I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And as you say that and believe that this morning, God has made something new of your life. You are a new creature, a new creation. So we celebrate with you. For the rest of us who know Jesus but feel stuck, who feel like they can't seem to move forward, they, they don't have this ability to, to have this pioneering spirit by the power and the Holy Spirit right now, God, as we're open to you. I pray that you begin to speak to hearts and minds. I pray that you begin to challenge us from our very core. That, God, we would have the ability to see beyond ourselves and reach out into a city, into a community, into our neighbors, into our families, into our homes. By the power of the Holy Spirit, and reach them with the love of Jesus. God, I pray for adventures. I pray for new dreams to take place. I pray for young and old. God, I pray for every, every culture, every nation represented here in this church. I pray that you would allow us to, to reach into places that, that we couldn't alone, but together we can do incredible things for your glory. God, I pray for a fulfillment of promises in every individual's life. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to us today. For more information about who we are, head over to mydjourney.church 
or look for us on your favorite social media outlet. 